0: Hey, TechLead here. Welcome back to the ex-Google, ex-Facebook TechLead show. Now, today I wanted to tell you about how software engineers work in teams. And we're going to be covering a number of people that you may be working with. Software engineers may generally work with other software engineers, the product manager who may be responsible for the overall feature, UI designers, and engineering managers. So this is for like a feature team type of project the type of team that I usually work in and I thought I would talk about my experiences working with these sorts of people. And if you haven't worked in a team in software engineering, then this will give you a good idea of what that's going to be like and then some of my tips and tricks in dealing with these types of people. Quick pause. Thanks to our sponsor, CuriosityStream, a subscription streaming video service that offers thousands of nonfiction titles and documentaries from some of the world's best filmmakers, including exclusive originals. Check them out at curiositystream.com/techlead. So, first up, actually, I wanted to talk about UI designers who actually come up with the design for a feature. And I want to mention this because I have a huge problem with UI designers, at least the way they currently work. Usually, they just come up with a mock, a graphic about what a feature is going to look like, and then it's the engineer's job to actually translate this graphic into working code that works across all sorts of different screen sizes. Now, the problem with UI designers is that there's no holistic thought behind a lot of this. Actually, for example, if you take a look at, say, Material Design or Apple's Cupertino Design, the Human Interface Guidelines, then that's actually a holistic design and what the engineers can do is translate this design system into code. Like you can have a set of consistent colors, padding, text sizes, fonts, And all of this could just be translated into code such that you have this one cohesive system and design. But usually what happens with designers is that, as far as I've seen, there's just no consistency. They just play it by eye. And each time it's just like, this time they want the color to be a little bit off-center red. Or they want the pixel to be just a little bit shifted more. Or they want a text size to be just a little bit bigger than it used to be. A button to be padded by 7 pixels instead of 8 pixels. And what happens is that this just creates a whole bunch of churn in the code as well. I've actually been in meetings at Facebook where the designer comes up with inconsistent and different designs for very similar views across different pages of an app. So what I'm trying to say is that the design drives the code. If the design is consistent and holistic and well thought out, then the code can also be well thought out and very organized. But if there's a different design for each different page, then you're going to need to duplicate the code that many number of times as well and it's just going to be a complete mess. So what engineers can do is work with designers to help them understand the constraints within the system and the need for consistency because that can actually reduce the amount of code that you will be writing. Back at Facebook, I think there are thousands or tens of thousands of views, each one just a little bit different. I mean, how many views do you really need? I think we only need like say 10. But the reason we have so many thousands of those was because each designer had a different little tweak on each view and then they would want things to be a little bit different each time. Not to mention these days, UI just needs to be far more complex. It needs to support all sorts of screen sizes, accessibility patterns, dark mode, light mode, variant sizes, and responsive design. So the cost in having additional views and UIs just goes up quite a bit, just in order to support a small little inconsistency between each one. Okay, so the second type of person that a software engineer may work with is a product manager, which is like a mini-CEO of a small little feature, and the PM helps guide a feature forward. So the product manager is responsible for the overall rollout of a feature, coordinating with the software engineer, the designers, maybe the data scientists to analyze metrics and then to eventually ship a feature. So oftentimes it is the product manager that is driving a feature forward and the engineer just sort of sits there and implements whatever work they are being told to do. At least that's the idea. But what I found actually is that Engineers can actually help drive feature development as well because it is the engineer that usually knows which feature is easy to do and which is not easy to do. So what I found is rather than just sitting around and waiting for the PM to tell you what to do, you can actually be digging around the code and creatively think about cool ideas or products and propose them to the PM and let them know this type of feature can be built very easily and quickly. Sometimes I'll just build out a prototype over a weekend and show people on Monday and that may launch a project forward because Nobody except the engineer really knows which features are easy to do and which are difficult. For example, the product manager may suggest a pop-up dialogue, which they may think is pretty easy to do but could take two to three weeks just to implement for the engineer. Whereas in fact, if you were to navigate to a new page instead, that could save you two to three weeks of implementation and just help you ship things much faster. So as an engineer, I would consider it part of your job to work with the product manager. Occasionally, you can come up with suggestions or ideas, alternatives, to help influence the product direction. Now another person that you may be working with are the engineering managers. In my experience the managers, they're not so technically hands-on but they're more focused on your career development as a person. So just making sure you're hitting your goals, getting good performance ratings and any promotions that may be coming your way. As far as engineering managers go, my only suggestion would be to try to find the technical manager who used to be a programmer if at all possible because In my opinion, only they would truly be able to understand what type of work you're doing and be able to sympathize with the hardships and challenges that you may be going through. Otherwise, you know, a manager may just be driving you without truly understanding how difficult the tasks you may be doing, right? They may just say, come on, it's just a button. Can you implement this button? Why is it taking a week just to implement a button, whereas it could be easier said than done. Maybe you have to implement it on the front end, then go into the back end using a completely different language just to wire everything up. Put in the logging, testing, wire up the metrics, support accessibility, right to left, international languages. So there could be a whole slew of other things there, but generally I find that managers, they're there to support you, build out your career, and you just need to let them know what you want and they can help guide you in that direction. And then one more type of person you'll work with as a software engineer are other software engineers. Now the relationship between software engineers I find to be somewhat competitive as well as collaborative as well. What happens is I find a lot of software engineers they're competing with each other to try to take on projects that are highly impactful And if there's a good project idea, sometimes people will fight each other for it. Sometimes you see engineers just inventing random frameworks, and then they want everybody else to use these frameworks, these over-engineered pieces of garbage, just such that they can claim that on their performance review. And if you don't use their frameworks, they're going to feel a little bit offended. And then they're going to go through your code and try to migrate your code and refactor it such that it's using their framework. And then you have to go through tons of code reviews. And before you know it, you've just got over-engineered trash. Other times you're working with software engineers and they're just not pulling their weight. You got to do everything yourself and then they're taking your credit, claiming that they helped to work on this project in which they didn't really do that much. Now, in my opinion, the proper way to go about this is actually to take on initiative. When you can take on the initiative and come up with a really great project idea, you actually create more opportunity and then people will be clamoring to try to work with you on this project. If everybody is able to come up with really cool, big initiatives, then you know, you'll want to work with other engineers who came up with this idea and other people will want to work with you on your idea. And if you're not able to come up with some impactful project idea, then yeah, maybe you should just go work with another engineer who's able to come up with that. Maybe somebody who's probably more senior, who has more context and experience and then learn from that person. And then later on, you'll be able to drive your own projects as well. All right, so excited to learn more. Well, check out curiositystreamcom techlead, one of the world's first streaming video services focused on understanding, exploring, and learning more about our world. Created by the founder of the Discovery Channel, its content spans science, nature, history, technology, society, and lifestyle. I particularly like the episode African Animal Rescue, following our crew saving some of the world's most exotic and endangered wild animals. Get unlimited access starting at just $2.99 a month or $19.99 a year. Annual plans and gift cards are 40% off for a limited time. And because I'm the tech lead, I'm getting you all a free 30 day trial completely free. So check them out at curiositystream.com slash tech lead. So those are some of my tips, but my overall message is that as a software engineer, you probably have far more influence than you may imagine because software engineers are the only ones who are actually working with a product in the code and they know what can and cannot be done. So that'll do it for me. I hope this gave you a clear idea of how software engineers work in Teams. Let me know what your tips are as well. If you liked the video, give it a like and subscribe, and I'll see you next time. Thanks, bye.